Today, we dig deeply into the character of Oddjob in Goldfinger, superbly and memorably played by Harold Sakata. Hi, this is Dan. And Tom. From SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. All right. If you like our show, please hit subscribe. By subscribing, you are in the know, and it helps us reach more spy movie fans. Subscribe now. Thanks. So, Oddjob is one of the, well, oddest characters in any James Bond movie. He, has he is no, appropriately named. <laughs> yeah, he has no lines, really. Uh, just a grunt here and there. Not many major characters in Bond movies have no lines. Jaws is another one, for the most part, in The Spy Who Loved Me and in Moonraker. But Oddjob sets the bar. Yeah, Jaws the, did get a line, but Oddjob yeah, does it. In the second movie. But Oddjob sets the bar for delivering a magnificent performance without real lines so that means he's got to be acting well he's right? acting well right because I mean, he's not saying anything verbally goldfinger set the standard for the james bond formula but Ajab is a character that must be placed in our character spotlight as harold cicada's portrayal of Ajab is flawless now the novel is a great read and a terrific background on Ajab. The strength and conditioning of his body, his hands and his feet, and his ability with the bowler hat. We learn so much about Ajab from the novel that really helps us appreciate him even more in the movie. So that we all get a little bit more out of the movie, we will highlight a few things from the novel. Okay, Dan, but... The, that's the kind of interesting thing about this, where they take novels and turn them into movies. You know, later Bond stuff that were pseudo based on the novel yeah. really aren't based on the novel. But you can be more descriptive. You know, can create create a better picture visually in somebody's mind in the written word than you're going to be able to show in a movie. So, and this is a this is a classic case of that. Yeah, I mean, you've got. You know, as much as you want in in the in a novel, right? You could write write another chapter. You could write a whole novel basically around the character, <laughs> but the novel portrays a odd job in in a way that helps us with the movie. I think it helps us enjoy the movie even more. So from the novel, we learn that Goldfinger uh, tells Bond that hey, the poor chap has a cleft palate. I shouldn't think there are many people who understand him besides me. All right, gives us a little insight into the background of why. He's not getting lines in the movie, right? Yeah. First, from Although the novel. A but, a, but a cleft palate doesn't mean you can't say anything. Right. I, I know. There's there's some confusion with that kind of stuff, too. But, I mean, from the novel, though, why why is Ajab called even Ajab? Well, <laughs> Goldfinger, he tells us that I call him Ajab because that describes his function on my staff. That's pretty cool. All right. In the novel, also, Ajab makes toothpicks out of thick oak banisters, takes and sticks his hat into the wooden walls at Goldfinger's estate, smashes a fireplace mantle with his foot, and is an obedient servant to Goldfinger through and through. So, Well, it's a good thing for Goldfinger he's obedient, because if he's doing all that stuff, he sounds a little crazy. Yeah, his expertise in karate comes out in the novel. That's why he can chop up these banisters into toothpicks. He's a karate expert in the novel, and one of the best in the world. This does not come out in the movie, really, but he does a karate chop on Bond, as we'll see soon, right? But all of these characteristics come out 
one way or another in the movie, though. And Harold Sakata delivers on all of them to perfection. So let's take a look. So we first meet Oddjob in Bond's room after he and Jill Masterson had had some fun. Bond is there. He's getting another bottle of Dom Perignon 53 out of the fridge because, of course, he's got them stacked in there. He's Bond. (laughs) All right. So we see this tough-looking hand from behind Bond as Bond stoops to get the bottle out of the fridge. And then, bam! It looks like a karate chop to the back of the neck. Bond falls to the floor, and the bottle of Dom Perignon is behind him at the foot of the fridge. And we see Oddjob for the first time. Well, (laughs) we don't really see him. Yeah, exactly. But but much like we had Quarrel introduced to us in the photo in Dr. No, we have Oddjob introduced to us through his shadow cast upon the wall, complete with the bowler hat and even a profile so we have a more complete picture (laughs) of Oddjob. Watching this movie, it's easy to pass up this simple but outstanding way that we are introduced to Ajab. The shadow of a man that truly represents his character and his presence throughout the movie is just brilliant. We know what happens, of course, when Bond wakes up, so we're not going to go through all of that. But this little clip is just a brilliant introduction. Yeah, I totally, I totally agree with you. And there. you know what? There's acting in the shadow. <laughs> that's true (laughs) that's That's the brilliant part of this too there's acting in the shadow that's 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 very true all right so then we see odd job in the flesh at the golf course when bond is matched up to play with goldfinger and odd job is his caddy this is an imposing view of odd job when bond walks out of the starter shack just look at the way odd job is standing here it is indeed confrontational from a position of strength and in Bond's face. All in a few seconds with no dialogue. Fantastic acting here. Goldfinger comes out and explains to Bond that, hey, this is odd job, and he's an admirable manservant, but he's mute and not a very good caddy. Of course, that was... We're going to find out he's a very good caddy in a few minutes. Of course, this was filmed at Stoke Pogey's Golf Club, in Buckinghamshire, and Tom and I have been there. Actually, we had lunch that, that was That was so neat. <laughs> yeah, we toured the entire facility. We also see it used in the Daniel Craig movie, Layer Cake, and in a Pierce Brosnan Bond movie as the Hamburg Hotel in Tomorrow Never Dies. And shooting these scenes really is why Sean Connery actually fell in love with golf in real life. All right, this whole scene of the golf course sets us up for the rest of of the movie, of course, for Goldfinger's interest in gold and his interactions with Bond. But Oddjob is being the dutiful caddy and appears to be doing a good job, despite Goldfinger's dig about him not being a good caddy. Maybe Goldfinger's just trying to throw Bond off on what Oddjob as a caddy was willing to do so that Goldfinger could win. I mean, we see him often in the background either holding Goldfinger's bag of clubs or having the club sitting on the ground next to him, or handing Goldfinger the proper club, because Goldfinger never rejects a club that Ajab gives him. So he must well, know something, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, in all of those things, I've, I've caddied for a long yeah, time. you were caddy. And, and so all of those things, you know, the only thing they don't show him is raking a trap. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. But all of those are, and, and him handing the club, that means they've got a good relationship. So, like, when you've got a regular... 
player that you play for, you know their club selection probably better than they do. Yeah, so actually he was a pretty good caddy, and I, I think Goldfinger was just throwing the, blowing some smoke so that Bond would be confused. <laughs> All right. When Goldfinger hits his ball into the rough, we first see the dedication Ajab has to Goldfinger as he drops another golf ball down his pants leg yeah. because he, there's really a lost ball here. So he's cheating for Goldfinger without a problem. Now we assume he kills for Goldfinger too, right? Based on Jill Masterson being painted with gold paint and suffocation in Bond's room, it seems like there's nothing Oddjob won't do for Goldfinger. And in this scene, we see Oddjob's body motion as he drops the ball down his pants leg and that face and his first spoken words as well. Ah, ah. <laughs> yeah. His first line. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a lot of words there for him. His face again says it all as he looks over to Bond and Caddy Hawker. Cautiously, he looks over there, and his eyes are fixed upon Bond and Hawker. As he walks, he never loses a stare at them, all to make sure they weren't watching him as he dropped the ball. Yeah. And again, his dedication to, to Goldfinger is all in his body and his face. And this last shot of him smiling at Bond demonstrates that. the consciousness. <laughs> It is. It's great. It's just like, eh, I'm kind of smirking here a little bit. Yeah. Because I've got the confidence that I have the abilities and dedicated to, dedication to Goldfinger. I mean, this is really a great shot because this perfect. really says, I, I just got away with that. Or even if I didn't, you let me get away with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, so. his facial expressions are tremendous. And that confidence that he exudes in that smile and in the way he moves his body, it's just great. It's just, again with aha being his only line <laughs> yeah it's it's amazing it's actually amazing a man a few words <laughs> <laughs> yeah literally yeah now on the 18th hole after bond switches the balls and tells goldfinger he played the wrong ball since there's a slashinger seven in his cup and goldfinger was playing a slashinger one you see goldfinger look at Ajab, and you see Ajab's face which must speak for him. He looks sternly at Goldfinger and pivots slightly to his right, turning away from Bond and Goldfinger as if to say, no, I put the right ball down. This guy's cheating on us, and he's better than we are. <laughs> he says it all with that body motion and face without a word. And really, that with that slight pivot, he says this all. Great direction, really, by Hamilton and great execution by Sakata here unbelievable again with no words wow and and what you just said there reminds me of the movie the sting ah okay right? because where doyle not lonigan goes what was i supposed to do accusing him of cheating better than me yeah there you go <laughs> that's good so it's it's a it's a similar kind of thing here i mean we know goldfinger does not like to be out cheated and does not like losing we've been set up for that characteristic from the beginning of the movie when he was playing gin rummy with his pigeon Simmons at the Fontainebleau. We see that odd job will do anything to make Goldfinger win, whatever the cost. So in front of the main building, the Stoke Park Club in real life, he warns Bond not to mess with him any further, and he instructs odd job to demonstrate his abilities with his bowler hat. When you are watching this, as Ajab takes off his hat to throw at the statue, note that he looks intimidatingly at Bond first. He stares him down, then launches the hat. He has a smirk of success, knowing he is intimidating Bond. His hat is a weapon with a brim of sharpened steel, similar in style to the Chakram, which was an Indian throwing weapon 
made of sharpened steel shaped into a circle. A very formidable weapon. Now, just as an aside, uh, a couple of things. The scene was with the statue decapitation was actually filmed in the back lot at Pinewood Studios. You know, yeah, that's right. Because 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 when they were doing parts of this, they were filming it at the club. Yeah. But then this part they had they actually did in the studio. Yeah, you'll notice when Bond's standing at Goldfinger's car, you can see the statues behind him. But when the head falls off the statue, the surrounding building to the left of the statue is different. The, the freestanding statue whose head will be cut off is nowhere to be seen when Bond is standing talking to Oddjob a minute ago. And Goldfinger points in the direction of the statue we did see when Bond was talking to Oddjob. But it's a completely different set. And you'll notice that the hat is flying off to the right and back after it strikes the statue. But in the next shot, it's on the ground in front of the statue's severed head. (laughs) That is, you know, movie magic. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just uh, some things to point out. But anyway. And also the popular show Mythbusters did test with a similar hat trying to sever a statue's head. You know, they're trying to see is it you know is it a myth or not that the a bowler like this could do this and they declared that his ability to do this with the hat was busted <laughs> meaning that he couldn't do that at least the way it was done in their tests yeah huh. okay so the next good scene with odd job is in front of stoke park as goldfinger is getting into his roles yeah. odd job puts the equipment into the boot of the car goldfinger pays off bond and then Bond mockingly is going to hand the Slashinger 7 to Oddjob. Oddjob showing that brutal strength crushes that ball. And boy, are we impressed with his strength here. But again, his facial expressions, since he speaks no words, they must say it all. Yeah. And they do. The intensity, the defiance, the in-your-face intimidation, they were all there in just a couple of seconds. I mean, it was brilliant how they actually did that. It really is, and he does it over and over again. And really, if you look at his face, you, you, you can't ever say he could have done that better. I mean, it just is perfection with no words. All right, the next we see Ajab is telling us as to how far he will go for Goldfinger. There seems to be no limit. Tilly Masterson, Jill's sister, is trying to get at Goldfinger too. And we know Bond and her meet up, and she ends up, at Goldfinger's facility and in Bond's car. When the chase is on and they are pursuing Bond, he tells her while he's shooting at the pursuers after he stopped the Aston that she should make a run for the woods. All right. One of odd jobs, odd jobs, is the kill for Goldfinger. And he has no problem taking aim with his hat at Tilly's head as she runs. He gets out of the car. Bullets are flying everywhere, but he takes aim with his hat. His face is strong and determined and focused on what he is about to do. And in a second, the bowler strikes Tilly and kills her. Bond rushes over to her, much like he walked over to Quarrel's steaming body in Dr. No, and is saddened. Now, I wondered here, if he severed the marble statue's head with his hat earlier, why did he not decapitate Tilly's head here with his hat? I'm just wondering. Well, now, Dan, see, what it is is it's a special fabric, and he pushes a button, and it'll, yeah. it'll take out the marble. He pushes a different button. Uh, it just yeah, okay. will kill somebody, not take their hat off. All right. We have no evidence of that whatsoever. But anyway. Yeah, was, anyway yeah. he, that, that's, that's Tom's theory. I don't know. That's the only way I can see that working. Yeah, all right. <laughs> 
All right. Now the the aftermath of the aftermath of this scene is tremendous because of the use of cameras here. Odd job, untouched at all by the killing, walks over to Bond and to Tilly's body. Now notice the camera angle here. It is from below Bond's grimacing face, looking up, and Ajab is coming through the fog behind him, all looking up at Ajab, showing he is in control. As Bond turns to Ajab, Ajab just smirks, almost smiling, and grunts twice to his guys to get the body and Bond. And the camera shows us more of the power of Ajab as we see him calmly bend down to retrieve his hat that he just killed somebody with. Cold-blooded murderer. No problem. Yeah, he's got, he's got absolutely no problem no. taking people out. Right, so after Bond is captured and then escapes using the ejector seat to eject his captor, yeah. he crashes when he sees an oncoming car, which turns out to be a mirror. And... We see Oddjob again emerging from one of the cars. Yeah. Confidently. He has he has his man again. He walks with authority to the vehicle and glances to the mirror that fooled Bond. He smiles enigmatically, and we see a couple of shots of Oddjob reflected in the mirror and walking over to the Aston. Yeah. Oddjob is in control again of his other men and of Bond. Bond is delivered to Goldfinger. Odd job done. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Of course, the laser table is the next scene and the flight to Baltimore and so on and to Kentucky. Um, but we're going to focus here on the next odd job appearance. The next we see odd job is at Or Goldfinger Stud Farm in Kentucky. When Bond is walking with Pussy, then the chatting stops and we see odd job standing there as we hear a haunting screech of music. Again, confident smirking, staring right through Bond. Bond is surprised to see Ajab again. He waves Bond into the car, totally in command. Insight into Ajab's character, Bond tells Pussy that Ajab kills little girls like you. And she says to Bond, little boys too. <laughs> Powerful. And again, Ajab intimidating with his presence. They drive off the Goldfinger stud farm. Yeah. That that really is a a good line that she says because yeah. it's just kind of like yeah. he 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 doesn't care who he's messing with he'll yeah. mess with anybody that needs to be messed with. Ajab and Bond arrive at Oracle Goldfinger Stud Farm and Bond exits the car. Ajab exits the driver's seat. He stares again at Bond, totally in control, and points him to Goldfinger. The simple mannerisms of Ajab demonstrate without words once again his strength, his confidence, and his dominance over Bond. And, of course, his loyalty to Goldfinger. Yeah, now you know here in this scene, the car that Oddjob is driving pulls up in front of the two-story Georgian-looking building. But when Bond and all get out, Goldfinger is standing in front of a different building, <laughs> the stables. It's like, now it could be that the stables are off to the left of the Georgian building. Uh, we can't be sure, but it seems a little funny there that they so switch scenes. Dan, are you saying there's a continuity problem with the James Bond movie? <laughs> you know, I have to say, Ian Productions has not been the strongest in continuity, but I'll tell you, when, when you're reading the Fleming novels, he has been strong in continuity. 
And I was just reading Man with the Golden Gun, and he makes re- references in it to Dr. No and what happened in Dr. No and so on. I mean, it's actually, you read the Fleming novels, and there is the tightness and connectivity between one story and the other. Uh, the production people kind of took liberty with that. They <laughs> took a little liberty <laughs> with it. Yeah, I would say, I would say maybe just a little. <laughs> I love the next scene. Goldfinger directs Oddjob to show Mr. Bond to his quarters. And Oddjob, again, with authority, directs Bond and brings him to a cell. Now, I love that he takes his hat off and directs Bond into the cell with his hat. The hat that Bond (laughs) now has a lot of experience with. And he knows what Oddjob can do with that hat. You don't mess with the hat. (laughs) Yeah, don't mess with the hat. And Bond looks down at the hat knowingly. That little shot is a terrific shot too notice that he looks down at that this was great directing and Sakata again performs the simple gesture with meaning and absolute authority terrific yeah it really is and again it's one of those small little things yeah that add to that I've got power here Mr. Bond and listen to me yeah (laughs) yeah Next, of course, is Goldfinger's Lair, the gorgeous set by Ken Adam, his control room. When Mr. Solo wants out of the deal, Goldfinger directs Oddjob to bring him to the airport with his returned gold. (laughs) Yeah, bring him with his gold. That's good. So here we see Oddjob again at some of his finest moments in this movie. Mr. Solo gets in the car and Oddjob gets in to drive him to the airport. Again, shows the blind loyalty Oddjob has to Goldfinger and he obediently gets in the car to drive Solo to his pressing engagement. (laughs) (laughs) That is is one of those lines in in the movie that just... You gotta uh, love it. We repeat it. You love it. It's great. Take him to his pressing engagement. Right. (laughs) On the drive to the airport, Lighter's trailing this homing device Bond put in Solo's pocket. Yeah. But of course we know that Mr. Solo is going to that pressing engagement. He's not going to the airport airport. with Mr. Solo. Although the interesting thing is the pressing engagement is not far from the airport. So, um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's kind of handy. We see them in the car and there's the shot from the back seat of Oddjob driving and Oddjob's determined face in the rear view mirror. Then Oddjob misses the turn for the airport, drives down a side road, is about to do Mr. Solo in. So he stops the car and he turns to Mr. Solo and he's got a gun in his hand with a silencer on it. He has a brace on his right wrist and he shoots Solo dead. Once again, Harold Sakata as Ajab doesn't have real lines. So here he must convey everything again with his face. He calmly and confidently turns around and his face shows it. Fires a single shot. Then you can follow his eyes as he watched Solo slump to the floor in the back seat. Perfectly done by Sakata. Brilliant. All done without lines. Unbelievable. Again, showing with his body and face all we need to know about Oddjob. Dedicated to Goldfinger and willing to kill as often as is necessary for him and without flinching. His physical presence throughout the movie so far demonstrates and communicates his character. Brilliant. Brilliant. Absolutely. Really, really does a good job with this. So then we get to the metal yard, and he simply just walks out of it and away from the Lincoln. He's kind of like, oh, whatever. He doesn't even look at it. 
he just walks away, yeah. and that crane claw comes down to grab the car and put it in the crusher. Yeah, again, the beginning of the pressing engagement for Mr. Solo, of course. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah, so after the car and the gold and Solo are all crushed, the block that it is crushed into is loaded into a light blue 1964 Ford Ranchero, which Ajab drives back to the stud farm casually. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dan and I drove this exact route that Ajab drives to take Mr. Solo to his pressing engagement. It was all filmed in Miami, Florida in the USA, not in Kentucky at all. Yeah. We even got special permission to go into the metal yard where in the movie, the Lincoln and Mr. Solo get crushed. And the owner allowed us to film there. Yeah, it was cool. We've got a podcast episode on this called Spy Movie Navigator Visits the Goldfinger Filming Locations and our YouTube video as well. Fascinating stuff. So when Ajab returns to the stud farm, Goldfinger was talking with Bond, and he excuses himself as he has to separate his gold <laughs> from the late Mr. Solo. <laughs> so, uh. You gotta just love Goldfinger. Yeah, he's a, he's he's casual too in killing people. No problem. No problem. Yeah, absolutely. We don't see Oddjob again until the raid on Fort Knox, where Oddjob tosses the gas mask to Bond with a grunt. Ah. <laughs> and then a couple of minutes later, when in the back of an army vehicle, he signals Bond to take off his gas mask. Oddjob still in control and executing his mission. You've got, you've got to love that. He just really is like, I'm going to tell you what's going on. You're going to do what I say. You're going to do what I and say. We see Bond is handcuffed to Oddjob as they watch the laser and now start to purr and cut the door open as Fort Knox. Here, Oddjob even looks a little anxious. isn't nervous to see what the laser can do. He's not had this look on his face ever in the whole movie yet. Well, that's, that's true, yeah. yeah. And here he's looking a little like, hmm, is this going to yeah. work? <laughs> They tell me it'll work. Will it work? I don't know. Yeah, he's kind of staring at the truck, thinking, oh, wondering, mm, okay, all right. But he gets over it quick. Yep. Now, if you want to know how good the music here is in this scene, play this whole scene with the sound off. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, wow, that music really, really heightens the effect of what we're seeing on screen. Yeah, it's good. We see a few glimpses of Bond and Oddjob looking at the laser cutting through the door, and Oddjob looks confident again. The laser is cutting the door, and no words, all but his face. Great small pieces of acting here. Next time you watch, look for this and all of his facial expressions, which communicate so much in this little scene. Yeah, it is really cool to see how they do that. It's just like... What's going on? What am I seeing? How's this yeah. working? It's great direction and great acting by Sakata. Yeah. Absolutely. Bond looks at the helicopter approaching with the bomb and Goldfinger. Ajab looks straight ahead, confident in the plan. He nods his head slightly, a move that signifies his confidence again, because the plan is unfolding flawlessly so far. And then Bond and Ajab are going to walk into Fort Knox, still handcuffed together. The vault door is breached, and they are rolling in the bomb, and Oddjob and Bond are following. Then, one of the guards unlocks the cuffs, freeing Oddjob, and then cuffs Bond to the rolling bomb. <laughs> yeah. Remember Goldfinger saying earlier that you'll be a little too close for comfort. <laughs> uh, here we go. Goodbye, Mr. Bond. Note the powerful look on Oddjob's face as he stares down Bond, and Bond looks genuinely worried. It's a perfect no-words moment. 
Then Ajab stands by Goldfinger, looking at Bond with a successful smile on his face, saying with his face, Hey, I just succeeded in getting Bond and getting him to the bomb, and my part is done. Success! All with his face. All in that smirky, self-satisfied smile. Unreal. Yeah, it really is. It says a lot just in the way he has that smirk going. Yeah. All right, so as they're about to depart, leaving Bond in the vault with the bomb, Lighter and the army go into action. Thank goodness. And <laughs> Goldfinger hits some buttons to close the vault door with some of his guys still inside. I mean, he doesn't really care, right? No, the guy with the key to the cuffs and odd job. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. It's like he says, well, you know, they're done. I don't need them anymore. And when the guy with the key realizes he is trapped, he wants to defuse the bomb. He doesn't want to be a hero. You can be a hero and not. But Ajab stops him and throws him over a railing to fall a few flights. No, no. Ah! Conveniently, however, down to where Bond is. This is dedication on Ajab's part. He killed the only guy who could have defused the bomb and saved their lives. Ajab was willing to die for Goldfinger. Amazing. Now, Dan, that is some dedication. And, yes. and I worked for you for a couple of years. <laughs> and um, don't, don't take this wrong, but I, I don't think I would have taken a bullet for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I wouldn't blame you. But, but Ajab... He's willing to die for Goldfinger. I mean, it's unbelievable, his dedication here. He's like, nah, hey, I'm going to blow up too. That's fine. No problem. No, pr no problem at all. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be out of there too. I'd be with the guards. Let me out of here. Yep. Now, now Bond is trying to get the handcuff key out of the guard's pocket, of course, while Ajab scurries down the stairs to stop him, frantically running down the steps to get to Bond, of course. Again, showing 100% dedication to Goldfinger. Wow. Ajab is impressive. He really is. But then we're going to see something here we've never seen before in this movie. Yeah. What happens to Ajab here is kind of interesting. Ajab is still above where Bond is, and he has to stop Bond as Bond retrieves the key and is uncuffing himself. He flings his hat at Bond, and he misses. He misses. We, we've never seen him miss before. Oh. What's going he hasn't on? hasn't missed this movie yet. <laughs> Until now. Until now. <laughs> When it comes. So, as Bond is now free and Ajab is now on the same level, Ajab gets his hat and he has a chance to make good on his miss and try again. Yeah, that's good. This time yeah, he'll get Bond for sure. I'm, I'm confident. <laughs> You're confident. Let's see. <laughs> he lines up and flings it at Bond, and it's the wildest throw we have seen yet. Nowhere near Bond, and it flies <laughs> high and cuts electrical wires. He misses again, twice in a row. What? <laughs> now, you, the thing with this, Dan, is you say he misses again, twice in a row. But notice what happened with that hat. It cut the electrical wires. Cuts the wires. So it'll cut a marble statue. It'll cut the electrical wires. But it wouldn't cut Tilly's head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some reason. <laughs> we didn't see that happen. Well, I'm, I'm kind of glad we didn't see that happen. Yeah, happen. maybe it was a, just a little, a little on purpose. Odd. How strong is Oddjob? Well, he's pretty damn strong. Bond picks up a gold bar and he hurls it at Oddjob, and it just bounces off his chest. And Oddjob smiles as Bond's body language says the opposite. He slightly backs away from the throw in amazement at what he just saw. 
Yeah, the look the look on Bond's face yeah, here is, is really, 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 really good. I really like the way that, that he, he looks there. He's like, what the hell was that? Yeah, but again, I job with that smirk. But hey, you just hit me with a gold bar. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so. A good effort at a fight as Bond is overwhelmed by the power of Ajab, who is hit with a wooden pole, then smashes it with one chop, hit in the face several times with the pieces. He smiles broadly. Again, all without words, Ajab tells us what he's all about. And he tells a story here. He is a brute force, and he's dedicated. You can see how outmanned Bond is here in power, strength, and ability against Ajab. Ajab is almost amused by Bond's feeble efforts as he throws <laughs> Bond all over the place, almost laughing at him. You can see on each encounter how outmanned Bond is. And that shows something because we, we always see Bond in control. Here, he's totally out of control. He is totally out of control. He's, he's out, out of his element here. Yes, he yeah. is. He's met his match. As Bond is thrown into the corner with the sparking wires that fell from Oddjob's last hat miss, Bond picks up the hat, and for the first time, we see fear in Oddjob's face and body. Yeah. Again, this is tremendously played by Cicada, and it's all without a word. Yep. And oddly, he backs himself into a corner against the metal bars instead of moving into more open space. Yeah. But Bond has a shot with Oddjob's own hat, the first real weapon Bond has had since the fight began. At he least one that Oddjob's afraid of. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's why I said a real weapon. Yeah. Right? He throws it, and he misses Oddjob as the hat sticks between the two metal bars. Oddjob just smiles broadly once again, and, and Bond is kind of like, uh-oh. Yeah. That was <laughs> that, the only that, thing... That was the that only thing Ajab was afraid of, right? And, and then he sees he missed, and Bond yeah. missed it, missed him yeah. with it. And he's like smiling now, like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> You're <yeah>, done. Absolutely. <laughs> Naturally, Ajab goes to retrieve his hat. And Bond slides on the floor, grabs the loose sparking wires, and touches the metal poles with it. And sizzle, bam! Ajab is electrocuted. Remember the metal brim in the hat. Bad thinking, Ajab. Bad thinking. You see Bond quickly start up to go after the bomb timing device. Quick thinking to kill Ajab, one of the only ways he could possibly do it in these circumstances. <laughs> so that was good. Now, yeah, now, now it's said that during the shooting of this scene with all the sparks and the flames shooting around Ajab, that his hand was burned in real life. But he wanted to finish the scene and did not stop until Guy Hamilton yelled, Cut! Yeah. Yeah, I, I think Connery was also injured in the vault fight scene, too. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. yeah. So here, Ajab dies by electrocution. In the book, however, it's Ajab who gets sucked out of the plane window, not Goldfinger, <laughs> by the way. So, <laughs> so a little different here. This is a little more uh, a stunning, stunning ending, I think, for Ajab. But, hey, it's pretty good. All right, it's difficult enough acting and delivering your lines, controlling your own body language, facial expressions, and timing. But Harold Sakata did a marvelous job acting with virtually no lines, communicating successfully every time what he was feeling, what he was saying, and when he felt what he was saying. Unbelievable through facial expressions. Timothy Dalton had that great ability as well. His facial expressions in his two Bond movies, The Living Daylights and License to Kill, Harold Sakata was born Toshiyuki Sakata in July 1st, 1920, and he is of Japanese descent. 
he took on the first name Harold as a teenager. And he was a well-known weightlifter, and he won a silver medal for the U.S. in the 1948 Summer Olympics in oh. London. And unlike what we see in his character here, he spoke conversational English and Japanese. Yeah, because of Zakata's heavy build, he was five foot ten inches tall and about two hundred eighty-four pounds. Producers Albert Broccoli and Harry Saltzman took notice. It's also said that director Guy Hamilton first saw Sakata wrestling in Australia. At the time, he was not an actor but had the build and piercing, intimidating glance that the producers thought would be perfect for Oddjob. It's said that one of Dr. No's guards, Milton Reed... Oh, I love this story. I know where uh, you're going with also, this. <laughs> he also wanted the role, right? Yeah. And he, he suggested that he and Sakata have a wrestling match, and the winner should get the role. Never happened. Reed's character in Dr. No was killed off, and the producers did not want to deal with that in Goldfinger, so they decided on Sakata. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they've never reused an actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Sakata's yeah. so been in several other movies, too, like Mako, The Jaws of Death in 1976, The Happy Hooker Goes to Washington in 1977, and he appeared in several television shows as well. And there's no doubt that Oddjob is one of the most memorable Bond villain henchmen in any of the James Bond movies. Yeah. Everyone knows Oddjob and Harold Sakata through his abilities with his body, his face, and his eyes. I mean, he made this role so memorable. Yeah, steel-brimmed hats off to Harold Sakata. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap of our character spotlight on Harold Sakata. This has been Dan. And Tom. From SpyMovieNavigator.com and our show, Cracking the Code of Spy Movies. Subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you spending time with us. Thanks.